they're doing it again. Media doing the same thing to Asians as they did with BLM in all of 2020. Want to know the truth about the surge in anti-Asian hate crimes? You came to the right place. Let's get right into it. Hey, what's up? My name's Kongmin. Welcome back to the channel. I'm the Korean Christian conservative, and this video may be a little long because I break down the Atlanta shooting, media response, the narrative, actual stats, and actual instances of anti-Asian hate crimes. It's the one-stop shop to know everything about what's going on. Before we get into it, make sure to smash that subscribe button, hit the notification bell, and most importantly, share this video to get the truth out. All the sources are linked in the description section down below. Alright, the Atlanta shooting. So basically what happened is that a 21-year-old white man named Robert Long hit up three spas in the Atlanta area. He first went to Young's Asian Massage Parlor, 30 miles from Atlanta, shooting five people, four of which died. An hour later, he went to Gold Spa and shot three people, and then down the street killed another at Aromatherapy. In total, eight people were killed, which consisted of four Korean women, two other Asians, one white man, and one white woman. A Hispanic man was also shot but survived. This was an absolutely horrific event. This psychotic criminal should be castrated and put in prison for life. And this is an incident that we could all we could have all come together and grieved and mourned for the victims and their families. But of course, because of the race of the criminal was white, the media made it about white supremacy. It's always because of the boogeyman white supremacy. So according to Cherokee County Sheriff's Captain Jay Baker, Robert Long apparently has an issue, what he considers a sex addiction, and sees these locations as something that allows him to go to these places and it's a temptation for him that he wanted to eliminate. So the police are still investigating the true motives behind the criminal, but according to the sus suspect himself, it wasn't a racially motivated hate crime. It was misogynistic, if anything. And if you talk to anyone who works or worked in law enforcement, they will tell you that homicidal maniacs like this guy are always proud of what they do and are shameless about it. Insinuating that the shooter was lying about his motives is kind of naive. But of course, the media and activists don't care about the facts. Let me show you. The Root had an article titled, Whiteness is a Pandemic. They said it shortens life expectancies, it pollutes air, it constricts equilibrium, it devastates forests, it melts ice caps, it sparks and funds wars, it flattens dialects, it infests consciousness and kills people, white people and people who are not white, my mom included. There will be people who die in 2050 because of white supremacy induced decisions from 1850. If you don't see how racist this is, just replace whiteness with blackness or any other race. It's blatant racism and they still somehow still get away with it because it's about white people and hating white people is socially acceptable today. Look at this CNN headline yesterday morning. It says, white supremacy and hate are haunting Asian Americans. It says in the first line, in one sense, it's immaterial whether the accused killer in the Atlanta spa shootings admits to a racist motivation. So they said it themselves. They don't care about the facts. This is also evident in the emotional performative outreach of so many woke Asian boba liberal girls all over the internet. Here's an example. 
Jenny Yang says, and on, on Twitter and also on Instagram, to all the media, say what it is, eight Asian women slain in mass shooting hate crime by white terrorists. This got over 300,000 likes, and I'm sure it got tens of thousands of reshares. Cyra Rao on Twitter said, a white man just assassinated eight Asians in Atlanta. Instead of sending thoughts and prayers, white people need to dismantle the toxic whiteness that is killing us. Whiteness is terrorism. So it wasn't eight Asians, it was six. They're so quick to speak, but they don't even know the basic facts of the tragedy. Also, two of the victims were white. How do you think they feel, the family of these victims feel, when activists say whiteness is terrorism? Very comforting, I'm sure. But was there any proof of racial intent? That's a that's like the question we need to ask. And actually, a lot of conservatives won't like this, but there was. A local Korean reporter, Hwang Ji-yoon of the Korean media outlet Hanguk Ilbo, reported that one of the employees at Gold Spa said the suspect screamed that he would kill all Asians at the time of the crime. This hasn't been confirmed, but of course, this is actually a fact that a lot of conservatives are leaving out, and I'm seeing a lot of liberals share, which is an important fact. So they're still investigating. We don't know how true it is, but if it is true, that is proof of racial intent. But even if racism is not the primary motivation for this mass shooting, according to the left, it's somehow still racism. So here, in this CNN article, it says, fetishized, sexualized, and marginalized. Asian women are uniquely vulnerable to violence. In this article, Harmeet Carr says, of the eight people who were killed when a white man attacked three metro Atlanta spas, six were Asian women. Investigators said it was too early to say whether the crime was racially motivated and instead pointed to the suspect's claim of a potential sex addiction. So notice how they always appeal to experts and activists in this next line. Like who? It's always so ambiguous and they always appeal to authority instead of actually giving substantive evidence for their arguments. So here she says, but experts and activists argue it's no coincidence that six of the eight victims were Asian women. And the suspect's remarks, they say, are rooted in a history of misogyny and stereotypes that are all too familiar for Asian and Asian American women. They're fetishized and hypersexualized. They're seen as docile submissive. On top of that, they're often working in the service sector and subject to the same racism that affects Asian Americans more broadly. I do have a problem with this. I absolutely hate when Asians are fetishized and hypersexualized. But it's unbelievably hypocritical when the left complains about the fetishization of Asian women and yet celebrates porn sex work and whopping at the Grammys as woman empowerment. Do these virtue signaling activists realize that most, if not all, of the hypersexualization of Asian women happens because of porn and the tenets of the sexual revolution where it's liberating for women to just sleep around and treat themselves as objects as long as they consent to it? Apparently, it's only wrong to fetishize and hypersexualize women when it's consensual. That makes no sense. If you want to tackle this, and get rid of the fetishization and hypersexualization of Asian women, you should not be advocating and championing the, the cause of the hypersexualization, which is porn and the casual sex culture that we have. Denounce that first and foremost. It's unbelievably hypocritical. And then they attribute this hypersexualization 
to white supremacy. As if men of black, Hispanic, and other races do not fetishize Asian women. Which is just absurd. This is what Liz Plank said. White masculinity fetishizes and dehumanizes Asian women and is intrinsically tied to racism. It is crucial that we don't erase the way that misogyny and racism operate together to justify killing Asian women. If you go into inner city communities, it doesn't matter the race. The men in these inner cities treat women like crap and catcall all the time. But apparently it's white masculinity that's the problem? No, the problem is always blaming everything on whiteness when clearly the problem of fetishization of Asian women is not coming from one singular race, it's coming from men as a whole. Here's the thing. Media pundits and keyboard warriors on social media are the most privileged people you'll meet. Completely out of touch from reality. They peer atop from their ivory towers or type away ferociously from their parents' basement, not actually having experienced the real world. They only experience the world through a screen, making them brainwashed. So I need to touch on this leftist hypocrisy. First of all, these pundits and woke prophets are coming out now in support of Asians when they categorized Asians as white adjacent this whole past year, so they said it's okay to discriminate against Asians. They're scum, absolute opportunistic scum to gain more clout and to virtue signal. Nicole Hannah-Jones, the creator of the Garbage 1619 Project, said this before the Atlanta shooting. That means most present-day Asian Americans did not experience legal discrimination here. After the Atlanta shooting, she said, even as this country was recruiting Chinese men to do the labor white workers would not, they barred Chinese women from entering the U.S. in order to ensure the men would not settle and start families in America. So before the shooting, she was saying that Asians didn't experience discrimination here. And now suddenly she flipped and said that we were. Here's what Ibram X. Kendi had to say. Locking arms with Asian Americans facing this lethal wave of anti-Asian terror. Their struggle is my struggle. Our struggles against racism and white supremacist domestic terror. And Amani Gandhi said this. There's no real way to say this without causing a beep storm. But all the tension between AAPI communities and black communities stems from white supremacy. All of it. AAPI folks and black folks pointing fingers at each other are simply doing white supremacy's dirty work. Look, these are race-baiting opportunistic scum who leverage a tragedy for political gain. These same people advocate for the active discrimination in college admissions and job hiring by saying we need to have race-based affirmative action to put down Asians for the sake of equalizing past discrimination of black and brown people by using present discrimination against Asians and whites. When I was younger and trying to get into college, I would read articles and news stories of black students getting to all eight Ivy Leagues. When I would look at their credentials, I would have better test scores, better GPA, more diverse extracurriculars. You think I grew up with everything handed to me? My parents and their siblings came to the United States with nothing. They grew up in Korea making kimchi out of the green parts of watermelon because they were so darn poor. And I'm penalized for the color of my skin because my family decided to work hard and I decided to work hard and not mess around? Do you know how demoralizing it is to punish Asians for doing well in school? 
The audacity and shameless hypocrisy of these fools! I can't even fathom how anyone can be this deceitful. So please don't tell me you're standing in solidarity with me when you've actively pushed for discrimination against Asians. And to push a political narrative to divide the country further by blaming Trump and white people for every single problem and tragedy in this country? This is Marxism in its clearest form. To take advantage of tragedies for political gain and divide to conquer. Look, Ibram X. Kendi literally charges public libraries and schools $15,000 for an hour speaking engagement. You really think that these vile human beings are preaching what they do because they're fighting some oppressive system? It's absurd when you think you're fighting an oppressive system when you have multi-billion dollar corporations, Wall Street, big tech, establishment media, administrative government, politicians, academia, Hollywood, sports, and all of these millionaire, billionaire celebrities supporting, advocating for, and donating for your cause. If you're really oppressed, you don't get paid $15,000 to speak for an hour at a library. Again, the woke mob does not live in reality. They live in their own fantasy world. And then you, if you look at all the performative activism going on all over the internet, they say, donate to this cause. And if you look at what your donations are actually going to, they're all going to educational content and combating hate, which literally just means leftist indoctrination and critical race theory sessions. If they actually cared about decreasing violent crimes against Asians, they would first and foremost mobilize to ensure the security of these inner city communities where nearly all the violent crime against Asians is happening. Which means police reform, funding the police, and arming the citizens so that they can protect themselves. If you truly cared about protecting vulnerable Asians, we need to be encouraging Asians and everyone in these communities to be armed and we need to allow good standing citizens to purchase firearms for themselves to defend themselves and their families. But of course these activists scream to defund the police and want strict gun re restrictions and then yet they complain when violent criminals attack vulnerable Asian people. Do you guys not see how you're being completely played? It's a power grab. It's all a money grab. They don't actually care about solving these problems. They only care about brainwashing the masses with their absurd CRT and woke ideologies to keep peasants like you and me under control. They get paid tens of thousands of dollars and none of that money actually goes into securing the safety of these Asian communities. All of their solutions actually perpetuate these horrific problems we see in society because if these problems went away, these activists would become irrelevant. This was the same exact thing with BLM. None of the hundred million dollars they raised actually went into black communities. And if you donate to these causes, the all the stop ABI, all these causes, I guarantee most of it will be used not to actually combat the problem, but into causes that perpetuate these problems. This is just a BLM narrative part two, but instead of white police, it's white terrorists committing it. They say we need to combat hate, but we need to realize we cannot legislate love. 
We can only take the substantial steps to protect the vulnerable and reach out of our own accord to teach people not to be so full of hate. So now they've screamed about white supremacy, but what are the actual stats surrounding the surge in anti-Asian hate crimes? So one commonly cited statistic is that anti-Asian hate crimes have jumped 1900% nationwide, but it's misleading. It was actually only for New York and according to the NYPD data, where it went from one Asian hate crime in 2019 to 20 in 2020. For the whole nation, here are some stats. This is what Vivian Ho said on Twitter. On the day Stop AAPI Hate released a report documenting nearly 3,800 instances of anti-Asian hate during the pandemic, nearly 70% against Asian women, a man killed eight in shootings targeting Asian businesses. Six of the eight killed were Asian women. So this is extremely misleading. So this is true that there were 1,800 incidents of anti-Asian hate, but let me pull up this graph for you guys. And this is according to Stop AAPI Hate. Only 11% of that, which is still a lot, that's almost it's over 400 incidents of physical assault. But only 11% of those 3,800 were physical assault. Most of them were just verbal harassment, name-calling, and avoidance and shunning. That should never be encouraged at all or even tolerated or allowed. But I'm more concerned about the physical assaults. And according to VOA News, hate crimes targeting Asians spiked 150% in major U.S. cities. So we see here on this graph, this was last updated March 1st. Most of them happened in New York and then L.A., Boston, Seattle, San Jose, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Cleveland. Notice how these are all Democrat cities and they're all run by Democrats and they all have the most progressive policies. Hmm... Makes you wonder, doesn't it? So then we know that there was a spike in Asian anti-Asian hate crimes. And we know that there isn't 3,800 instances of violent crime, but actually only 11% of that. But who's committing these crimes? Unfortunately, there isn't clear data compiled for this in, for 2020 and 2021. But the most recent data we have is from the DOJ Bureau of Justice Statistics. So I'm going to pull up this chart here. And we see, let's look at the last line. So for Asians, there were 182,230 uh, instances of violent crime. And 24.1% of them were from white people and 27.5% of them were bl from black people. So we already know that actually there are more black people targeting Asians than white people are. But let me put these stats into perspective. So I'm Asian, trust me on the math. <laughs> So to put these stats into perspective, for white black violent instances, white on black violent crime accounts for 9.8% and black on white is actually 90.2%. For white Asian violent instances, white on Asian is 35.8% and Asian on white is 64.2%. Black Asian violent instances, black on Asian is 99% and Asian on black is only 1%. So what does this data tell us? Despite black people making up 13% of the population and white people 60% of the population, black people still commit far more violent crimes against Asians than white people do. Black people also commit far more violent crimes against whites than whites against blacks. And it's interesting that there are more violent crime incidents of Asians to whites 
than whites to Asians. You wouldn't expect that from the mainstream media narrative, right? So all of this to say, the notion that the biggest threat to Asians and minorities is white supremacy is a complete myth. Because there are more black people and Asian people killing white people than there are the other way around. <laughs> Alright, let's be real here. If you actually interact with inner city Asians, if there's any race to be afraid of, it's not white. According to SFGate, 85% of violent crimes against Asians were perpetuated by African Americans. So what about the surge this past year? Let's look at some examples. In September of 2020 in Milwaukee, two teenagers, Kamari Lewis, 17, and Kevin Spencer, 15, along with nine others, brutally beat, raped, and tortured E. Lee in Washington Park. She died due to blunt force trauma to her head. The media? Silent. January 28th, 84-year-old immigrant from Thailand, Vichar Ratanapakti, was shoved to the ground by 19-year-old Antoine Watson. But then there was a huge social media campaign to end white nationalism. Do you see how insane this is? 90-year-old was shoved to the pavement from behind. Look at this video. Does the perpetrator look white to you? July 14th, 89-year-old Chinese woman was slapped and set on fire by two people in Brooklyn, New York. The teen suspects were arrested, but they were 13, so their identities have not been released. But look at the picture. Do they look white to you? I guess here they could be, but, you know, whatever. February 3rd, 2021, a stranger on the New York subway slashed a 61-year-old Filipino-American passenger's face with a box cutter. March 9th, 2021, Gregory Stevens, 27, violently attacked a 25-year-old Asian in South Philly. Here's the video. No, bro. No, no, no. Chill, 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 chill. He said, chill. Oh. He's trying to kill that. Here's another video that went viral on Twitter yesterday of an old man in San Francisco being bullied and physically assaulted when he was only collecting cans to make ends meet for his family. Look, uh-oh, he's scared, OG. Crack your You hear that, Get your dad. Man, hey, go get your kids, man. Go get your kids, man. Go get your kids, Go get your kids. Kid. Oh, dear, huh? He just robbed your dumb ass. Go get the kids. He said, get the <laughs> off of him. Get your <laughs> ass. He said, he said, he said, get the. You ain't gonna get your kids. That nigga made a good honey. He don't want to hit him up. They all his kids. Go get your. Hell nine helping this nigga. I hate Asians. Man, watching that made my blood boil. Lord have mercy. But 
White nationalism, right? Danny Yu Chang in San Francisco was shoved from behind by Jorge Davis Milton. In Texas, Bowie Kung and his two sons were attacked by Jose Gomez. Jose Gomez punched Mr. Kung in the back of the head and then slashed his face with a knife. Jose Gomez left but then soon returned to hurt his sons. Mr. Kung's three-year-old was wounded in the back with a knife and his six-year-old son was cut from his right eye to a couple of inches past his ear. I could go on and on. So many atrocious, absolutely horrific events like this, but none of them picked up press attention. What did, though, when white people did it? Of course, we already talked about the Atlanta shooting. We definitely have instances of white people attacking Asians as well, though. Johan Stridum sexually assaulted and attacked a 26-year-old Filipino-American woman at San Jose's Diridon station last week. Yesterday morning, a 39-year-old white male attacked a 79-year-old elderly Asian woman in San Francisco. But, you know, she is such... She's so cool. Uh, what a BA. <laughs> she defended herself, fought back, and beat up the punk. Here's a clip of the aftermath. And this story definitely got lots of press attention as well because the perpetrator was white. And the only verbal assaults I see get press attention is when white Karens say some racist stuff to Asians. But take a look at this clip I found on Twitter of a black girl yelling at a Korean owned tea shop claiming that they're stealing her culture. This establishment is uh, not black owned, but using, you're stealing black culture. Is this not black culture? Trap tea, the boba plug? No, you're thieves. Asian Asian people stealing black black culture once again. Once again. It's okay, you'll be exposed though. You're not black owned. You're stealing black culture. Thank you're you stealing for coming. black culture. No, I came here because I thought it was black owned. That's why I came here to my friends. I'm supporting a black business. This is not black owned. You're not, this is not black owned. Asian stealing, stealing black culture. Once again, uh, you're a coon. Don't talk. Because I didn't know it was black owned. I already did. But I because I'm tired of people. Because you're a coon. This is the kind of insanity that's tearing our nation apart. Explicit anti-Asian racism is indeed occurring. Many of these violent crimes against Asians do and can definitely be racially motivated. But also it could be due to the fact that all the major cities that are experiencing this increase in anti-Asian hate crimes defunded their police. Violent crimes and hate crimes have risen tremendously since cities decided to defund their police. And places like Minneapolis and Portland are refunding their police to deal with the surge in crime. Though most of the examples I gave were from the Bay Area, statistically most of the violent hate crimes for against Asian Americans occurred in New York, where they defund the, the police by a billion dollars. This increase in anti-Asian hate crimes can also be due to the fact that because of the lockdowns, many people lost their jobs and didn't have anything to do, stirring them up to beat the thugs and commit violent acts. 
So there are so many factors to consider here, but of course the mainstream media narrative and from the left, we get the single most cited oogie boogie reason for all the problems in this country, white supremacy. Because racial narratives are so much more powerful than statistical data, unfortunately. But after seeing all those examples I cited, can you truly, honestly, with no doubt in your heart, come to the conclusion that white supremacy and white nationalism is fueling this anti-Asian violence? Do you really think that the people committing these heinous acts are inspired by Trump's rhetoric and are Trump supporters? I'm not pinning one race and blaming one race for these crimes. Evil does not discriminate and comes in all sizes, shapes, and colors. This violence is being perpetuated by everyone, but clearly predominantly by minorities in inner city communities who happen to be black. So this notion that white supremacy is fueling this is absolutely garbage. And did I mention that all of these Asian, anti-Asian hate crimes are happening in Democrat-controlled cities? These cities are so blue, just having a red hat can get you assaulted because people hate MAGA and Trump so much. Conservatives are not welcome in the cities, especially the inner cities. Again, here's the point. Leftists live in a fantasy world and don't actually know what's going on. And the absolute hypocrisy of these leftists to come out and stand in solidarity with Asians after ignoring the months of terror from other minorities is just appalling and disgusting. They don't actually care about Asians. They only care about pushing a political narrative and getting drunk off of their positive feelings about themselves. For example, Liz Plank, she blamed the Atlanta shooting on white masculinity fetishizing Asians. But where was she when E. Lee was brutally raped and beat to death by 11 black teenagers. Was that a sign of black masculinity fetishizing and dehumanizing Asian women and intrinsically tied to racism? No, because it's not about Asians. They don't care. It's, not, it's all about validating their narrative of orange man bad and, the, and white nationalism is the biggest threat to America. And then so many woke Asian bubble liberals, especially girls with pink and blue hair, attacked me on Twitter saying that white supremacists have caused, they, they've caused this rift between if African Americans and Asians. Saying that Trump commanded his army of racists to teach black people to hate Asians. This just sounds like a crazy conspiracy theory. They have no evidence to back it up. The only evidence that they have is a study conducted about white Christian nationalism, which data is super funky and obviously extremely partisan where they quote Ibram X. Kendi for data and evidence. They kept saying it's because Trump called it the China virus and the Wuhan virus to make people hate Asians, which is a stupid argument because does that make the Spanish flu racist and xenophobic? It's not racist to call it where it came from, China. It's like, imagine me saying I hate North Korea. I do not like North Korea. Does it mean I hate Koreans? No, it's because I hate the Communist Party in North Korea. Same thing with China. You can say you hate China because you hate the CCP, not because you hate Chinese people. But anyways, these leftists couldn't explain to me where their rationale comes from instead of but instead, they just shoved this study down my throat. And this is what we see from the left. They always appeal to authority and they don't actually think for themselves. And this is obviously a very broad observation. Not every single leftist is like this. 
But for the most part, social justice warriors just parrot propaganda. I'll be debunking this stupid study in my next video or post on Instagram if I have time. But ultimately, these leftists bend over backwards in order to make everything fit into the white nationalism narrative when common sense people can just look past it. And here's the problem. Most leftists are completely stuck in their echo chambers, live in their own fantasy world, created through a screen. And when faced with reality, they reject it. No wonder why they're so mentally unstable. You want to see a proof of the oh so tolerant and loving left and how they're mentally unstable? I got attacked on Twitter. Let's take a look at this. This person said, okay, but if I tell you to die, I'm in the wrong. This person said, Chugora beep beep. So basically he said, die you F word, uh, B word. And then the person below said, that is mean, but I agree. The same person said, stupid beep gook. And then the other person below says, what an idiot. Another person said, delete yourself from existence. Another person said, Korean men are truly the weakest link. Hope you get soon, well soon, be. This is why no one likes Korean men. And this means the B word in Korean. And those are mild. <laughs> Death threats, racial slurs, derogatory insults. And I always joke around that liberals have love, be kind in their bios, and then they tell you to die. But I'm not kidding. Here's some examples. This guy said in his bio, send love to strangers, and then he attacked me on Twitter. This guy said, more loving and less loathing, and then he attacked me on Twitter. But they're all fine. No one's banned. And take a look at this. I was banned from Twitter all day yesterday because I was simply stating facts, not going after other people's throats. Man, if people tell you that big tech has no bias against conservatives, they're lying to your face. The people who gave me death threats are still tweeting away while I got banned for saying white supremacy is not the driving motivation for anti-Asian violence. So I laid out the facts, the data, the statistics. Final thoughts to end this video. The woke mob only cares about Asians when they can attack white people over violence against Asians. We're otherwise invisible when it comes to the discourse on race because we largely do very well in society and thus are treated as white adjacent. The media and leftist overlords only care about advancing their neo-racist narrative to tear people apart. They're using Asians now that it's convenient to the white nationalism narrative while sweeping actual solutions and problems under the rug so that they can be justified in implementing whatever tactics they want to achieve their goals. To all my minorities out there, we need to realize that the woke mob is not for us unless they can control us. Once you become empowered, successful, and self-reliant, you become the enemy. This is why Asians were considered white adjacent and it was okay to discriminate against Asians as a form of reparations for black and brown people. Because most Asians did not buy into the victim of narrative and despite our circumstances, rose to the top to become the highest earning racial group in the nation. Sadly, now we see this with this Asian Lives Matter, Stop Asian Hate, whatever movement, pushing Asians to spend all week trying to earn points for their victimhood cards. It's an absolute disgraceful race to the bottom of this oppression Olympics. They're just trying to get another piece of the victimhood pie so that others would pander to them. Man, it's also been absolutely incredible to see the amount of gaslighting projection that's been happening. 
So I went a little viral on woke Asian Twitter and as, as well as Instagram. And the number one thing people told me, aside from telling me to die, is why you're making this so political. Stop blaming other races for the Atlanta tragedy. And I think Ali Stuckey st summed up my thoughts perfectly on Twitter. The reason it's so hard to have meaningful conversations after tragedies like the one in Atlanta is because one side immediately foregoes, wow, that's heartbreaking and evil, to this is the fault of blank. And then when people push back on that, we're accused of being unloving. But the truth is, it's exactly one side trying to politicize these kinds of tragedies and based on totally untrue assumptions. And yet when people argue with them, they accuse those people of being political. The left has mastered the art of gaslighting and projections. And then they tell anyone who dared dissent from the woke cult doctrine that we're gaslighting and projecting. As soon as the Atlanta shooting happened, everyone on the internet screamed, because six Asians died from a white person, it's because of white supremacy, we must fight against it. And then when we pushed back on that and said, hey, maybe it's not racially motivated. Let's not jump to conclusions and use this to push a narrative. They blame us for making it political. They did the same exact thing with BLM. It's absolutely exhausting. It's classic communist totalitarian tactics of double think and double speak to control the masses and brainwash you all. The left fights against perceived racism, not actual racism. They're incredibly racist towards white people. And if you're a Christian or a decent human being, you know you can be racist towards white people. It's been done in the past. It can be done today. It's still sin. And I also find the claim that Korean spas are places for sex workers unbelievably racist. There's this creepy narrative going around that people are claiming that Korean spas are for sex workers, which is weird because... I've been to Korean spas and none of them has sex workers. But from all this, it's undeniably clear that blaming white supremacy for the rise in anti-Asian hate crimes is ridiculous. It's also been hilarious having everyone say that I'm trying to pander to white people. Pandering to white people has gotten me death threats and canceled. When I used to fall in line with the narrative, everyone on the internet would support me. What do I benefit from pandering to white people? I don't. How can I be a grifter if standing up for what I believe in now gets me banned on Twitter, TikTok, social media, canceled by friends, strangers threatening to kill me, and career potential being ruined? I'm going to say this again and again and again. The woke mob does not live in reality. And to those hypocrites saying, Suddenly that you're standing in solidarity with me and Asians because a white person killed Asians and was and you were silent whenever another minority criminal raped and stabbed Asians this past year. Please spare me your outrage because it's not genuine as political and performative. You may have to see thousands. You ain't going to deceive me. So I'll end this video with this tweet I got. This person like was harassing me like crazy on Twitter, but... This person said, Christianity is white supremacy. It was used to massacre, enslave, and colonize. The killer is a Christian, and he yelled that he was going to kill Asians. He would have killed you. To my fellow Christians who are completely deceived by mainstream media and those around you, I implore you to wake up. 
Because you really need to start thinking for yourself. Renewing your mind and not conforming to the patterns of this world. Jesus does not view us as collectives. He views us as individuals. He did not come to dismantle systems of oppression, nor did he come to lump identity groups together. And if you don't think the woke mob will come for you because you're bowing down to the mob or you're sitting on the sidelines, you're terribly mistaken. They're already spewing nonsense to that Christian is white supremacy. They will come for you too. They will come for your family. They will cancel you. So you got to brace yourself. Equip yourself, be strong, courageous, and bold. The more ground we concede to these psychotic lunatics, the crazier our society will become. I'll end it there. Hopefully that was helpful to you guys. Please, please, please share this video if you can. Let your friends and family know and get the word out to combat against the mainstream narrative. Thank you guys and God bless. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to the Korean Christian Conservative. If you like this episode, make sure to share and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. I do the show weekly, and so stay on the alert to hear from your favorite Korean Christian conservative. Thank you, God bless you, and God bless the United States of America.